What's up, everybody? This is the Ninja Nerd Warrior Podcast for March 10th, 2020. I am Greg Hernandez, and how's everyone doing today? Awesome. So this past weekend, <laughs> I said awesome like I can hear you guys. Yeah, yeah, just go ahead and say how you're doing. All right. Anyway, this past weekend was WB Elimination Chamber. And like always, I got together with the guys from Wasp Mess Video, got together with Frankie and Miguel, and we did another review for the podcast. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and I am going to post that audio for, uh, for this show. And um, I hope you guys enjoy it. All right. Comments. We are Just gonna start the camera. Please, yeah. Let's go. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to Schedule for One Fall. Uh, we'll review the most disappointing of pay-per-views, uh, thanks to WWE. And think of the ground that covers. <laughs> we just came off Super Showdown. So, yeah, yeah. So for we did. this one to be the most disappointing, that is a low bar. Yeah. Um, I gotta say, man, I was super underwhelmed uh, by this. Um, Event, I it's, guess you could kind of call it. This is what happens when you schedule pay-per-views. Like, you have to do, oh, well, every March we have to do Elimination Chamber. Every October we have to do Hell in the Cell. This is the problem you fall into, is you're just like, oh, fuck, what do we do now? So, yeah. this is what happens. Yeah, uh, I mean, even my notes, usually I write little tidbits for my notes, like, oh, this was a cool spot, or that was a cool spot. If I got a question, I throw to you about it. Um, and basically all I have is the names of the people that were in the matches this time. At least you have that. <laughs> I couldn't even. I'm just like, all right, whatever. Uh, but yeah. Uh, I went to the kitchen three times. I did got, you really? I got three different meals during the show because that's how much it held my attention. I, I picked, uh, for those of you that don't know, I'm a big cigar guy. That's why I wear my cigar hat and I usually smoke cigars all the time. I just picked out a really special cigar for this one thinking, all right, I'm going to have a great time. And then I realized that I had wasted that cigar. I mean, so disappointed. You uh, were smoking a cigar during the last show. I was. And... I got home, and I'm changing my clothes, and I smell like cigar smoke. I was like, dude, it smells like I did a show with a speakeasy. It's awesome. <laughs> it's fucking great. Um, yeah, Christopher points out that uh, the Philly crowd was uh, virtually silent. Um, yeah, there wasn't a whole lot to get hyped over, so. There was one big pop. That was it. One big pop. Um, during Undertaker's uh, music hit. People lost their shit, mm -hmm. and they sat back down. That was it. <laughs> that was, yay, he's alive. <laughs> Uh, well, with that being said, let's just get right into it, you guys. We do have uh, uh, Raw starting in a, a couple of hours, so you, those of you guys that get it at 5 p.m. here on the West Coast. Uh, we had Daniel Bryant uh, going over Drew Gulak. This uh, is actually a good match. It was. It was a good technical match. Um, Bryant got cut up uh, a bit from the, uh, the kendo stick. I guess uh, Gulak either didn't realize that it had broken and kept beating him with it, and he got some pretty nice little cuts on him. I've taken a kendo stick in the face. They suck. But this is what happens. It makes okay when you hit somebody across the back or the chest, it makes a cool noise, but it doesn't mm -hmm. really hurt. The person swinging doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. I get hit right in the face. Um, oh, I, I've taken it twice. Second time, I actually took a, a cane shot from Sandman. Nice. Yes, that I, I should have just retired there. That was the high <laughs> point of my career. Uh, I really, for me, I gave this one even. I usually give a plus or minus one. I gave this one an even. You know, I thought it was good. Um, I thought it was a decent way to start out the show itself, the main show. Um, but again, not a whole lot of hype for me in my opinion. This is what happens when you give Daniel Bryan a blank check and say go. Because it was a damn good match. It was, but from a technical standpoint, it was excellent. But he's going to die. Yeah, oh my God, yeah. Jeez. There was this, okay, so Bryan takes a, was a Saito suplex? I had, hold on, let me see. Uh, I have it. Brian took a Saito suplex, landed right on his head, comes back, he gives Gulak a dragonfly suplex, he lands high on his neck, and then Brian comes back and takes another German. Like, it was just head drop, head drop, head drop, head I'm like, dude, the guy's got a history of concussions. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. When I watched that and they showed the replay, I didn't know if he was supposed to try to fully flip and land on his feet, which I thought that's what he was supposed to do, but it looked like when he got released, um, he was trying to kill him. Well, <laughs> you're just trying to kill him. Um, no, there, there's, this is actually a pretty uh, popular spot in Japan where you take a high-angle suplex, you land, on, you land on high on your shoulders, they fucking land on their head, and then you roll outside the ring and almost take the count out. 
So it's meant to to build drama to, oh shit, this guy just landed on his head. He might actually have counted out. Right, right, right. And the first thing Daniel Bryan did was land and roll to the outside. So I think maybe this was intentional, but still. I figured they would have booked him to where he doesn't do that kind of stuff. I mean, I knew that there was a big old controversy. He's like, either let me wrestle, I'm going to take off kind of a thing for him. And they brought him back, but I thought they would have, you know, had him wrestle in a neck brace or something. Because, well, I mean, this he, guy is just going to Here was the paralyzed. thing also. The funniest thing, and I thought this was funny because I'm a twisted fuck. But did you notice, did they ever mention his con- concussions once? Oh, God. How many times did they stop freaking mentioning his neck stuff? Thank you. The, 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 commentator, the uh, commentary even said he has a history of neck injuries. Yeah. yeah. No, he doesn't. <laughs> no, he does not. He's got a history of concussions, but you can't say that because last time concussions were in, in the news, one of your wrestlers killed somebody. He oh. killed his whole family. Yeah. So ever since then, concussion's been on the blacklist. Can't say concussion. Uh, you can say you can yeah. say injury. You can say, or you make it up and say, oh, he's got a neck. Seamus, out for a neck injury. No, he didn't. He had a concussion. Joe, out with a drug test failure. But <laughs> Joe had two concussions prior to that, but they won't talk about concussions. Uh, apparently, I, we, I missed something. I don't know if you caught it. Uh, Christopher said that there was a couple of times uh, when Daniel Bryant uh, fell out of his boxing trunks. And I did not see it. I'll definitely have to go back and, and watch it. I did not notice it. it I says, didn't uh, see that, but I did notice this, like, four-foot-long drawstring. Yes. That came out, and I'm just like, it, I, it's my OSIP. For one thing, why the fuck do you need a four-foot-long drawstring on trunks? Okay? Secondly, I'm just like, fuck, tuck it in. Just tuck it in. Now, the spot that they did that I actually liked the best was uh, Gulag was trying to get a suplex outside of the ring from the ropes or from the apron to the outside. And Brian actually throws him. Gulag holds on and flips him as well. Was that the way it was supposed to go? I think so because they just did that exact same spot last weekend uh, on AEW in the Cody Rhodes MJF match. Okay. Exact same spot where you suplex him to the outside, but the guy taking the bump holds on, and they both go over. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, so I'm, if if that's either a hell of a coincidence, or they just saw that spot and said, "Fuck it, we're doing it." I think they pretty much said they're going to take it. Yeah. yeah and it like anything that looks cool from them, I'm pretty sure we'll see it the next whatever it happens well, to be. Daniel Bryan is such a wrestling nerd; like he watches everything. So either you cannot tell me he did not see that spot and go, "Oh yeah, I'm using that one." Okay. Uh, so, so overall, did you give it a plus or a minus? Um, I would say a plus. A plus? I okay. mean, these guys worked their ass off. Um, from a techni- And they beat the shit out of each other. Like, from the opening, like, right from the beginning, they're trading the knee bars. Mm-hmm. And Daniel Bryan just starts kicking Gulak in the face. and Bust just, him up. Yeah, just catches him right below the eye. I'm like, oh, these guys are having fun. These guys are- so these guys beat the shit out of each other, worked their ass off. I'd say this might, might have been the best match on the show. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, so up next, we had Andrade uh, putting his U.S. title on the line uh, with uh, Alberto Carrillo. For me, I, I'm over it. It's not like getting to the point of Roman Reigns and Baron Corbin with me where they just keep uh, pushing that stuff out. And it's like, okay, I'd like to see this storyline end and then to pick up with something else. The one thing I did like about this was this started out from a, from a different standpoint. Okay, WWE matches are so overproduced Every, almost every match is structured the same way. Mm-hmm. These guys, you were telling a story. The, 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 match, the, the, last, the story of the last match was Gulak grew up watching Daniel Bryan, which I don't right. think is that much younger. Yeah. But he said, hey, I, I've watched you. I've grown up watching you. I know your weaknesses. I know how to beat you. So this was a competition. This match, you had uh, Carrillo uh, almost get put out, would take the DDT on the, on the steps, Creo comes back, gives Andrade the DDT on the steps. This was a fight. These two started out like it was a fucking fight. And that's what I enjoyed. It was a, it was a different structure than the last one. Okay, okay. Um, Andrade holding the belt. I figured he was going to. Uh, I don't know when they're going to have him drop it, but it is what it is. I want to know, is Carrillo, because he's the new guy, does he have to get hit in the face? At, like These weren't even work shots. That elbow right in the fucking Beginning. face. I swear Andrade did a shitty Claymore kick. He's on all fours and he comes and, and Andrade comes running up and just kicks him right in the fucking face. I'm just like, dude, does he owe you money? Did he say shit about your mother? Like, what the fuck just happened? But it was a good match. Okay, okay. Um, do, do you want to see this feud continue? 
I know they throw Angel Garza in there. They throw Rey Mysterio in there. Uh, we're both surprised they didn't throw Lucha House Party in there, too, so all the Mexican guys are just working together. <laughs> this is one of those, and they, I don't know if it's too soon for this, but they compared them on commentary to, um, oh, no, maybe it was, one, it was another podcast I was listening to. They compared this, these guys to um, Ray and Eddie, two guys that you can throw together. They have great chemistry. No matter what uh, place they hold on the card, they're going to have a good fucking match. Okay. So, yeah. You can keep doing this, but just don't beat this into the ground. Right. And Christopher's saying that he thinks that uh, they're going to do a fatal four-way between uh, these two, uh, Garza and Rey Mysterio, at Mania for the belt. It wouldn't surprise me um, because Mania the last few years has just been, let's get as many people on the show as possible, which, I mean, for, you know, for all the workers, you're getting a Mania payoff, so mm-hmm. you know, good on them. But I, we'll, see, we'll see how they build up. They have, what, six weeks? Uh, it's on Three weeks? April 5th. So they have Five a, almost, almost a month. Yeah. So, a little so less you have, than a yeah, month. So, yeah, so if you can build up to why we're having a four-way, then yeah, go for it. Uh, okay, so up next was uh, <laughs> the tag team uh, elimination chamber with uh, Miz and Morrison uh, coming in with their belts, having to defend them. Uh, Ziggler and Rude getting their victory last week, so they were last ones to enter uh, the match, which I thought was a weird stipulation, but it is what it is. Uh, my favorite part of this match is uh, the guy from Heavy Machinery runs through the plexiglass and out of the ring. That means he wins, right? That's what I first thought. one to leave the cage. That's, That's what, what I, I said. He won. That's exactly yeah. What first, okay. First off, let's go back to the beginning. I laughed hysterically because Michael Cole. It's Michael Cole's job to hype this shit up. It's right. Michael Cole's job to fucking sell the match, okay? Cage is coming down, and Michael Cole says these words. For only the 25th time in WWE history, elimination... 25th time. 25... Fucking match has been around 10 years. <laughs> Since Bischoff. This was, remember, this was a Bischoff thing when he was... General manager. And uh, Shawn Michaels won the first one, right? I think he did, yeah. yeah. When he came back with, with that. With the short hair? Yeah, he came back with the Marshall Brady haircut. Yeah. yeah I remember that. Yep. But, um, yeah, so but for the 25th, only the 25th time in WWE history. Fuck you. <laughs> and it lived up to the hype. It really did. I was actually really happy with this one. Um, my thought going into this match, I thought that the Usos were going to win. Uh, reason being is I figured that Roman Reigns is going to beat Goldberg at Mania, get the belt. Uh, I figured his cousins would have the belt, and they'd have their start to their own little faction. That's honestly what I thought was going to happen. And then once it was down to Morrison, Miz, and the Usos, I thought that was going to take over. No, too many brown people with titles. That's not a, that's not a Vince McMahon thing. Sorry. Too many, too many minorities with titles. Can't do that. Um, no, I thought this, for the first 10 minutes, um, this crowd was dead. Mm-hmm. Like, they were blowing spots left and right. Teams that don't blow spots, like Kofi and Kofi fucked up the, the springboard. Yeah. When was the last time you saw Kofi screw up a spot? Like, can't think of it. Kofi's always dead on. Kofi was screw- Lindsey Dorado almost broke both his fucking legs because he was doing a, it was, it was a jump to the cage, misses, falls. He's got both, le- both feet intertwined in the cage, and he's upside down. Now, I've seen, I've been in the ring with Vintage Dragon, who does that on purpose. I've seen him do this spot on purpose on the bottom row. Lindsay did it on a fuck-up. <laughs> I'm going, how did he not break both his goddamn legs? Yeah, uh, that, 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 that's got to be a rough one. Um, and, you know, I was really surprised that you mentioned the crowd being so dead. Because the Usos and New Day are so popular, they just didn't get a reaction. That was crazy to me. But you've seen these guys. How many times have you seen these guys wrestle? True. New Day and, True. and the Usos. They're great teams. You will always get a good match out of them. But you can't do it week after week after week after week. And I, then sell it on a pay-per-view. I, I could have watched them, Usos and New Day, in a cage match any time. The last one they were in, they just beat the hell out of each other. Oh, my God. That was... I think that was a crime at some point. Because, like... They must have been hurt for days afterwards. Oh, yeah, absolutely. See, and that's the thing is, like, one, when it sucks when you put two teams or two workers or anybody in a match over and over and over because in order 
to get this crowd, especially a crowd that's been watching you that long, you've got to do more and more shit. Yeah. And eventually, you're going to fucking kill yourselves for this crowd when you're like, hey, can we just rotate some more people in, please? You know? Yeah. Brett and Sean came together once every few years. It was great. And then you kept them apart again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Makes sense, yeah. Yeah. So I say real quick, what's up to Brad? How you doing? What's going on, Brad? Um, I was actually really happy with the outcome of this match. I'm a big Miz Morrison fan where they're together. And uh, I was happy to see them retain. I, I honestly thought the Usos were going to win, but... Uh, uh, I, I gave this one a plus one in my in my book. Yeah, I was. This, this is definitely a, this is definitely a thumbs up. But spot of the match, <laughs> spot of the match, Lindsay Dorado comes off the top of the chamber. He does a shooting star, crashes to the earth like air dipshit, because he didn't hit anybody. He like he barely grazed the guys in front, but everyone else takes a fucking bump for it. You see Otis look around like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh wait, no, no, I'm hit. Hold on, let me hit the ropes. And he dies for the ropes. I thought that was the funniest thing. Visually, it looked great, okay? In practice, what the fuck was this? Like, let's say he's, he's holding on to the top. He's swinging. He gets enough momentum that he kicks his legs out, does a reverse rotation, which up to this point looks great, but I'm just thinking he's going to die. And then he hits the mat, and nobody fucking caught him, and I'm like, he's dead. Now, on that point, isn't it their job to position themselves to catch him? You would think so, yeah. Because I know he's got to do his part. He's got to make the rotation. He's got to make the move look good. But, I mean, I can't tell me how many times I've seen it where it looks like they're going to miss, so whoever's at the bottom, they adjust adjust either the scoot on the mat or the one time I think, I forget who he was wrestling. It was, uh, was Mr. Perfect, I think, and Chris Jericho. And he goes for a, I think he went for a line saw on Jericho. Noticed he was going to miss it, so he positions himself and catches him like that. Um, so, yeah, I figured that would have been their job and their understanding. Oh, shit, we better catch this guy. I, I, absolutely. It's their job to catch, but think about this. They're normally catching from the floor to the top turnbuckle. Pretty close. Yeah, you, that's a dub, like from the top of the cage, that's double the distance. <laughs> and you're getting. Five other people? Like, do you remember the scene in, in The Replacements when they're the huddled in the wrong spot? Yeah. And they all just, like, scoot up? That's yeah. what I was expecting. Just, they all just shuffle over. Okay, we got him. <laughs> but I love the part. Like, again, Lindsay just crashes the earth like the biggest dumb shit in the match. And then Heavy Machinery pins uh, a metal leak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because this dumb shit just took out everyone else. And Machinery said... Fuck it. <laughs> and they put out Grand Metal League. Huh. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought it was an entertaining match. Um, Still say Otis won it. First one out of the cage, Otis won. Yeah. Uh, up next, we had uh, Aleister Black and uh, AJ Styles. And you knew this was a no-DQ match. So you knew that uh, uh, Gallows and Anderson were going to get involved at some point. I was actually surprised it took them that long to do it. Thank you. Thank you. This... Here's booking 101. Does it make sense? Okay. It's a no DQ match. Why are Gallows and Anderson just on? And they distracted the referee a couple times. Yeah. So they could. It was no DQ. They weren't, yeah, they weren't going to get. And, you know, I, honestly, we, me and Miguel were talking about this. It's like, okay, obviously they're going to get involved. Who would run out to help him? I first thought of Ricochet. I think you agree with me, Mike. So I thought maybe Ricochet would come out, you know, help out for a little bit. Um but that was, again, the biggest, I think, the biggest surprise of the night. Uh, you have uh, Gallows and Anderson holding him. Uh, I forget what he was going to do. Was it a phenomenal forearm? He's going for, for the forearm. Uh, and lights go out, like you said. Taker's music comes up. Next thing you see, um, he's got them both by lights, his throat. Lights come up, and there's just this bondage snuff film going yeah. on. And he, they're all in black, and he's just got them by the throat. And it's yeah. just, yeah. I love the referee, because the referee gave Taker his cue. Because Taker's got his back to AJ. AJ goes for it, and Taker, and then the ref goes, now. And that's when Taker turns. Fuck, you got, you got to appreciate your referee. The referee. Your referee makes you guys look good. But nobody gave a shit about this match. Like I said, nobody really cared about this yeah. until Taker came out. Yeah, you know, and it's, it's a waste, because I'm, I'm we're both big AJ Styles fans. The more I see Aleister Black wrestle, the more I like him. The fact that he's married to Lena Vega, definitely a big plus for me as well. Um, but it was just, 
For me, it wasn't great. There was... Okay, for one thing, to lead up to this match, you beat Alistair like a dork. You just beat him like a geek because on Raw, Alistair and AJ Styles. Mm -hmm. Well, WWE does this thing where you have to make your baby faces look like, look like morons. And it was like, oh, well, you didn't read the contract. You have to go through Carl uh, Anderson. Now you got to go through Luke, uh, Luke Gallows. Mm -hmm. And then you get to... You told the same story in this match as you did in the Braun Strowman match later on. Yep. And why? I have no idea. Uh, unfortunately, I had to give this one a negative one, and that one hurt me a lot because it had Black, it had Styles, and Taker, and I still gave it a negative one. It just... I, I just think this was a filler. I don't think there was any real reason to have it here. Well, this was the, the gauntlet match in uh, Saudi Arabia. The right, The whole right, purpose right. of this was to lead up to Taker and AJ at Mania. So you've sacrificed... Basically, you've made AJ look like a geek two shows in a row mm -hmm. to try and build interest to a match at Mania. Now, I, this I brings don't think it should be a match at Elbrad-Ruskin at all. I think every time AJ Styles is about to win, that just happens. Even if it's like a great match, no matter what's going on, just he catches him. Oh, no, you lost again. Anyone else see AJ eat the desk? Yes. Oh, my. Again, this is what I'm talking about. Guys have to kill themselves to get a crowd interested because booking the booking sucks. These two guys are standing on the desk. They're fighting. And Black, like, he does his front leg sweep and just kicks AJ's legs out. And AJ goes face first into the table. Like, he, his body's at a 45-degree angle with his face was the first thing that hit the table. Mm -hmm. And I screamed. I just went, oh, my God. Show shit. Like, so oh. people lose teeth. <laughs> hey, oh my god. AJ fucking killed himself on that desk. Um, speaking real quick on a side note of uh, Taker and AJ Styles at Mania, uh, how do you see that match going? I mean, obviously it's not going to last very long. I, I want... It's definitely going to be better than Taker and Goldberg. It will be better than that one. Um, but I, AJ can work his ass off. Mm -hmm. So AJ is going to be the one flying around bumping... Uh, he's basically going to come to Taker in the middle of the ring. Mm -hmm. And Taker's going to run it. I would say, I mean, I think, it, I think it'll be a good match if you give these guys time and get out of their way. Mm -hmm. Like, the days of seeing Taker hit the ropes and fly over the top rope, those are done. Right. Those are, those are like, forget well, about could, that shit. Maybe they put a springboard or a small ladder or something, and then we can <laughs> Referee gives him a boost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pops him over. He's seen Gallows and Anderson just go on, Taker, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, oh, shit. I just realized... Gallows and Anderson are going to be out there yep. to catch for the dive. Son of a bitch. It's gonna, he's no. going to do the dive. He's oh doing the fucking God. dive. Um, you tell Taker no. It'll, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to say the least. Um, I can see little Jamie Noble, the producer, going like, we can't do the dive. And Taker's, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, up next we had uh, the new Raw Tag Team Champions, uh, the Street Profits, uh, going against uh, the former champions, uh, Murphy and Rollins. And, of course, AOP was out there for them. And about, I don't know, three-quarters of the way through, Viking Raiders come out and... Or no, not even, maybe about halfway through, Viking Raiders come out and deal with AOP, uh, which kind of you saw coming because that's how it's been built uh, over the past few weeks. And, uh, and then uh, Kevin Owens, which is the funniest thing of the night, comes walking down the aisles uh, of the arena... With some popcorn. I love Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens is fantastic. Now, this was, again, this was a Raw match that we're now paying to watch on the network. It's basically what this was. Okay. But, and again, poor Seth Rollins. <laughs> oh, my God. Think about this. Seth Rollins should be running this match. Seth, Ma Seth Rollins has the experience. He should be the general. He should be calling, just calling shots in mm -hmm. this ring. No. If he is, poor Seth. He doesn't give a fuck. Because you had, um, oh, God, what's uh, the uh, tinier one of the... Uh, Ford? Montez Ford. Montez Ford, thank yeah. you. Um, this dude was all over the place. That, that dude gets high when he jumps he off has, the ropes. He has fantastic athletics. But Rollins should be in there like, bro, calm the fuck down. Slow down. Make them count. 
okay? Yes, you've got hops. Yes, you are the best athlete in the ring. Save it. So when it matters, because this guy is missing spots all over the place. He was out of position. Um, yeah, he was eight feet, you know, eight feet high when he did it, but it looked like shit, mm -hmm. you know? So, I mean, Rollins should be the one controlling this one. And that, and that's like, nobody gave a shit because of that. Like nobody really, this wasn't built up. And so until Seth Rollins, oh, Seth Rollins, until, um, uh, Owens, Kevin Owens came down. Nobody cared. Right. Nobody gave a shit. Uh, but like you said, uh, Owens comes, comes out, uh, while the referee is distracted, uh, Helps uh, Street Profits win. Uh, I, I didn't see them losing, to be honest with you, uh, because they had just won their belts the, the month before. So <laughs> Braun just won his belt last yeah. month, too. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that one. <laughs> so, uh, like, carrying the title doesn't mean shit. Like, the how long you've had it doesn't mean shit. I'm actually... This one could have gone either way. Mm -hmm. I think it would have mattered. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, Street, Pro Street Profits retain. Um... Real quick, though, I forgot to mention this during the Miz and Morrison match. I did like the pin to win thing when they both pinned. I thought that was interesting. I didn't. Okay, because that was like the first half of the match. The first half of the match, you had both members of a team covering somebody and then his partner coming in to make the save. Mm -hmm. Okay. And they did it so much that when they did it as a finish, I went, why, why would you do all these when it didn't matter? Like, it would have been a great finish if that's how Miz and Morrison finally won it, two on one, they both cover Kofi, and they retain. Right. But it had seriously been done at least six to eight times in the beginning of the match, and it wasn't a, it wasn't a finish. So you kind of stepped, you, you stepped on your own toes on that one. Um, up next is the one you were talking about with Strowman, uh, having just won his belt last month, taking on Cesaro, uh, Nakamura, and uh, Sami Zayn, who hasn't wrestled really in how long? It's been, it's been a, he, I think he came back from an injury. Yeah. And he never, he never wrestled. They made him a manager. Yeah, they made him a hype man for, for Nakamura, which. He can talk. Yeah. He can talk, so, and he's irritating as shit. Very, so, yeah. yeah. My uh, only notes for this match was, Braun, you're fucking retarded. My only, okay, the story of this match. The story of this match was you had Braun, not, um, Sami Zayn is, is, is petitioning for a, Rematch because he won the title. Braun won the title from Nakamura. Right. So he's lobbying for a rematch. Great. <clears throat> and then you have Braun finally comes down. They have the contract signing, which why they had a contract signing for a mid-card belt. I have no idea. But you have the contract signing, and Braun says, his exact words are, I, I don't care what's in this contract. I'm not even going to read it. I'm going to be fighting all three of you anyway, so I'm just going to sign it. Mm-hmm. Zane says, Sami Zayn says, oh, wait, wait, so, so, you're, so you're saying you'll fight all three of us? And Braun turns around and says, oh, is that how you're going to spin it? No, fucker, nobody spun anything. That's what you said. I'll fight all three of you. Okay, so he picked a fight with three guys and got his ass kicked. Yeah. How do you cheer for a babyface that picked a fight and got his ass kicked? Okay. The funniest thing to me is watching somebody pick a fight and just get their ass... I won't watch World Star videos unless it's somebody picking the fight and getting his ass kicked because <laughs> that's the funniest shit in the world to me. And that's basically what this match was. Uh, Christopher says creative has nothing, had nothing for him. Uh, and that's why uh, he basically took over, took over the old Enze uh, uh, Amore role. No, I want to say he did come back from like a, a shoulder injury. I'm, not, I'm not, not... You're definitely right. Creative had nothing for him. But he came back from like a shoulder injury, and I don't think he, we saw him in gear after that. Because it was him and, him and Kevin Owens were doing something. And I want to say they both got injured. Mm -hmm. Owens came back, and they did the big baby face run where he was like the third member of the New Day for a while. Uh, and then Zayn was still out. Zayn comes back, and then Zayn was just kind of pushed into a mouthpiece role. Right. Oh, and he says here also that the reason behind the, the belt drop uh, was so that he can have a, a match against uh, Fury at Mania or somewhere down the line. Because the first Tyson Fury match was so great. Yeah. I don't think Fury is going to come back. Uh, oh, he will for the right price. Well, yeah, he'll throw a lot of money at anybody, though, for that. But yeah. he's got no, the, the belt now, he's got other stuff to worry about. Well, yeah. the, thing with, the thing with Tyson Fury on the first match was he flat out said, I'm not losing. Okay, well, you can't 
and I hate when they bring in celebrities from the outside and then put them over your put them over your your established guys. Uh, I mean, unless it's David Arquette and he gets a championship. Oh my, that was basically yeah. That was that's what Sami Zayn is. Sami Zayn is the new David Arquette because he didn't really do anything to win this title. He was just right place, right time. That's People, all that matters. Twitter went nuts. When Zayn won, they're like, yeah, finally, he's a champion. Bro, like, did you watch how he won this? Like, <laughs> this, this doesn't make him a main eventer. This doesn't make him, this doesn't get him over. It does, it does absolutely nothing for him. Right, 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 right. Uh, it is the first major belt he's won since being put up to the, uh, the main roster. It is, actually, yeah. Um, I, the, the pictures I was seeing were him with the belt now and him having the NXT title, which was the last belt that he held. And uh, the last time he was over. Yeah. Because he was on fire in NXT. Yeah. And then they brought him up and they did nothing with him. And I think that goes to the whole um, Vince McMahon wanting the bigger guys to do all the stuff. And he's just not one of the bigger guys. Oh, absolutely. Vince has a type. Mm-hmm. Vince ha- Here's Vince's type. Braun Strowman. Okay, let's look down the history, okay? Remember Matt Morgan? Yeah. Remember how big of a push Matt Morgan and Matt Morgan was the drizzling shits. Remember Nathan Jones? Uh, Gene Snitsky? We were just talking about Snitsky the other day, yeah. Heidenreich? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. You see a pattern, Vince? <laughs> yeah, every once in a while you, cut, you get a big show. You get a, a um, Drew McIntyre. Everyone, but for the most part, you've, you've missed way more than you've hit on this one. Gotta be, gotta be big, goddammit. Um... Uh. Cass, yeah. big Cass, uh, throw that one on the list. That poor guy is finisher now. The seizure, God, that poor guy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so so last they finished it off with the women's um, elimination chamber match, which I thought was kind of odd because I know the winner gets to go on to Mania, but the men's was a title match, even though it was tag team titles. To me, that kind of seemed odd, but I guess they were giving the women the the nod because they didn't. Uh, get to do a whole lot at uh, Super Showdown. So they let, her, let them finish this one. Uh, my highlight of this match was uh, Shayna Baszler taking a, a gorgeous Liv Morgan and just <laughs> throwing oh her into the God. plexiglass with uh, no regard for human life. She killed her. Yeah. Like, I even put in my notes, Liv is dead. Liv is fucking dead because she did it into the chains. And it was which fine. Which there's a lot of give there. So, okay. And then she did it in the plex. I don't. I, I don't know if because plexiglass does have some give to it. Also. Oh yeah. Okay. But it was just that sound. It was the sound, the angle and torque that she did it with, and maybe it was the camera guy doing a really good job. It just looked bad. That hollow thunk as Liv Morgan's head <laughs> hit the plexiglass. I'm like, they fucking killed her. Oh my god. But Liv can bump her ass off. I will give her that. She bumped her ass mm-hmm. off. And speaking of bumping her ass off, there's lots of gifts of her bumping her ass into uh, the chains. So tons of people loved that. that. I thought it was hilarious. There was one cameraman who just kept, like, here's Liv Morgan and here's the cameraman. Like, you might as well have just zoomed right in on her ass. Yeah. Which I'm fine with. But, like, they just kept going back to that shot. Now, uh, was it any surprise to you the way this match went? Oh, hell no. No. Yeah. There, this was the, probably the most pointless match on the show because you've already shot the Shayna Baszler angle before this match, mm-hmm. before this pay-per-view. But again, whatever brand wins Royal Rumble, the other brand always has Elimination Chamber, and that's how you go into Mania. Mm-hmm. So they just set it up so, like, okay, we're going to do the, the uh, women's title, so we'll do a women's Elimination Chamber. Mm-hmm. But you have Shayna Baszler who just comes in and killed everybody. Absolutely everybody, which is great. You, I mean, you're building her up for Becky Lynch. Right. Good. You're making her look like a monster. Okay? She came in. She killed Sarah Logan. She came in. She killed uh, Ruby Riot. She came in and she killed Liv Morgan with her new finish, the New Japan Special. Because she stole uh, Will Ospreay's Stormbreaker. Immediately goes into... Um, Kenny Omega's V-Trigger and then puts on the Karafuda Clutch. Which, those three moves back-to-back, nobody's getting up. I mean, it looks fucking brutal. It's believable. 
but you went and stole like every finisher from New Japan. <laughs> and the great part is nobody's like nobody at WWE is bright enough to go. Oh yeah, that's you can't do that because that's a New Japan finish. Nobody, nobody fucking knows. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't think anybody was uh, was surprised with this one. I give this one a negative as well. Um, you know, you can't have a storyline where she's biting the back of Becky Lynch's neck with tons of fake blood capsules in her mouth <coughs> and uh, not have them square off at WrestleMania. Uh, where in the card it's going to take place, I don't know. We don't have. I don't think we have all the matches yet for not it. Not yet. I don't um, think uh, it's not going to main event. Like the women aren't main eventing like they did last year. Right. This will probably be um, uh, Goldberg. Oh, it might be Goldberg and Reigns, or uh, it'll be uh, Lesnar and McIntyre. Right. Uh, um, definitely has to be one of those two. I totally forgot about this. The spot in this match, the greatest spot in this match, was um, Shayna's in there with Natty and just keeps hitting her with the door. <laughs> just kept closing the door on her face. I thought that was funny as shit. It wasn't meant to be. I mean, you're, you're, it was meant to make Shayna look like a monster. Right. But she's just beating the shit out of her with this plexiglass door. I'm like, oh, that's great. That's, I want to say it caught Natty. Oh, Natty's poor face. Fucking hell. Okay, so she takes the plexiglass door like three or four times to the face. Yeah. Did you see the one where you, for some reason, you have the Viking Sarah Logan come off the top of the pod? And I was it, I want to say it was, it was Natty and it was Ruby Riot making the catch. But they're too far apart. And so Sarah Logan's knees just hit Natty right in the face. Like she lands on the ground immediately and I'm going, that, her nose is broken. Her nose is absolutely broken. But Natty just took her, she got her ass kicked in this match. She's tough as shit. Um, real quick, uh, Christopher says that uh, Lesnar and McIntyre uh, is going to be the main event for the Smart Money. I agree with that. Um, either he does that or he does that thing where Paul Heyman comes out the very beginning and says, we're going to go on now kind of a thing. That's the two spots I see it possibly doing. Um, I would say if you're smart, you open with uh, Roman Reigns Goldberg. You open with, because you know that's not going more than six minutes. Right. So you open with that. However you're going over with that, I mean, I want, I want to say they're putting the title on Roman again, but I'm not sure. Um, there were, somebody pitched this rumor, or not rumor, somebody pitched this theory where you can have that match go on. Everyone's sure Roman's going over for the title, but then Goldberg retains. And then you go into SummerSlam and Br- Bray Wyatt gets his rematch, takes his title back at SummerSlam. Huh. So it's an interesting little like fan booking thing. But I'm just imagining people riot if Goldberg retains at Mania. Uh, I was super irritated guys to get that, so. Uh. Yeah. Um, and uh, over on some AEW news real quick, uh, Jake the Snake Robert comes out and confronts Cody Rhodes um, about a new client of his. Right. Uh, Daniel said that uh, there was a hint as to who it was. I didn't catch the full thing. I only saw the first couple minutes. Do you know what he's talking about? There is... Okay, they don't know who the client is yet. They don't know who it is. Now, there's two people. That's possibly. Uh, they just signed Lance Archer from, from New Japan. And Lance Archer's fucking great. Okay, so he's going to do, do awesome. So it could be him. Or the other one is um, Brody Lee, uh, the former... Um, Luke, uh, God damn it. Luke Harper. Oh, that's right. He did just sign with them, yes. huh? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So it's either the, the, the two front runners are either going to be Lance Archer or Brody Lee. Okay. Interesting. And, but the thing is, though, you're going to have Jake as the manager. Who better to cut your promos than Jake the Snake Roberts? Mm-hmm. If it's Lance Archer, it's kind of a waste of a manager because Lance Archer is pretty good on the mic Do to his begin own with. stuff, right, right, right. Yeah, so I would go, Luke, uh, I would go Brody Lee. Mm-hmm. But that's, yeah, that's, that's, those, are, those are the two main theories of who it's going to be. Okay, I'll definitely have to run back. Like I said, I only caught the first part where he came out and started talking to Cody about him whining and stuff. Uh, Cody with his awesome new neck tattoo for whatever reason. Uh, I was hoping that was a fake tattoo. Yeah. I was really hoping that was a temporary. Yeah, they, they did. A, I think it was a YouTube video where they said uh, all these awesome tattoos in wrestling. They showed the wrestlers with a bunch of great tattoos. You know, they had the rocks on there. I think they even had Roman Reigns on there. And then, they, and then you get this. <laughs> and it was poor Cody Rhodes. Somebody airbrushed um, Triple H's, the skull with the crown and everything, on the side of his neck. Oh, <laughs> I thought that was, that was great as shit. Um, Christopher says that another name he heard mentioned 
was uh, Sammy Callahan. Has Sammy Callahan signed? Maybe. I haven't. I don't remember hearing he signed with AEW, but I haven't. I wouldn't put it past him. I don't. Mm. I don't pay that much attention to. Um, some here was the third name that was thrown in. I went no, fucking stop, Matt Hardy. Because Matt Hardy has signed with AEW. Oh, he did. Yes, he has. Okay. Okay. I, I knew he got released, and then they were cool with it, and everybody was fine. Well, Matt Hardy did the the uh, John Moxley thing, where he just let the contract run out. He did what he was told. He didn't, you know, ruffle any feathers on the way out, and he just let it. He here's how you know he signed with AEW. Because there was this convention in New York uh, last weekend. Matt Hardy was booked on that. And WWE has this thing where um, if you're, they sent, who they, they sent a bunch, they sent Terry Funk, they sent, oh God, I can't even, they, I want to say Charlotte was one of them. They sent a bunch of people to this convention. But the stipulation is you can't have any AEW talent booked there also. Mm-hmm. Matt Hardy was booked. And they, they, they booked this months in advance. His contract is out, is over. Matt Hardy's pulled from that show, from that convention, and replaced with Terry Funk. Huh. So I'm thinking he definitely signed if he was pulled from that show. And then if you watch uh, Matt Hardy's YouTube show, uh, what he's, doing, he's been doing this series called um, Free the Delete, where he's just doing a bunch of skits waiting for his contract to expire. They did the season finale um, the day after his contract expired, and you see a black, um, was it an Escalade? I think a black Escalade pull up. The doors open. Nick and Matt Jackson get out of the car, and Matt Hardy standing in the middle of the road going, Bucks of Youth, I knew you'd come. Oh my God. <laughs> if that doesn't say he signed with AEW, I don't know what else does. Um, this is an interesting point here. Uh, Daniel says that Jake said in his promo, like a phoenix, we will rise from the ashes. Wednesday night, someone had an, uh, uh, a phoenix on their outfit. Who was that? Tell us in the yeah, comments who that was. Yeah, let us know, because I this Wednesday. I don't remember what happened this Wednesday, but I, I watched Dynamite twice, because I fell asleep during it both times. <laughs> I was just zapped uh, this weekend, or last week. I seriously don't even remember the finish of the so show. So, yeah, Daniel, let us know in the comments who that was. I, I would like to know that. That's, that's an well, interesting point. Well, and Jake, he cut this great promo where he talked about, he talked, Cody, hail Caesar. Yeah. And I'm here to slay you. Like, he basically pulled out the Julius Caesar, Ides of March, you know, going back to that, that reference. And I'm like, there's no way that's an accident. And who killed Caesar? His best friend. Mm-hmm. So, who around Cody? is going to be the one that Jake ends up turning. If, if that's the story you're going with. Mm-hmm. Which is really fucking interesting. Yeah, yeah, that is. Yeah. Um, I like how the, the, the talk about the AEW and all those possibilities is much more interesting than the actual Elimination Chamber pay-per-view was. <laughs> yeah. Um, so thank you guys for your comments. Uh, but real quick, we do have Mania coming up April 5th from Tampa Bay uh, over at Miguel's uh, Buccaneers uh, Stadium. And the Tampa Bay Vipers, I'm sorry, XFL. XFL. Um, I haven't watched one XFL. It's actually pretty good. I I just haven't. It wasn't like, I'm not watching. No, I'm not watching. I just haven't got a chance to. I I don't know if it's it's because I really, really like football. Like, it's my favorite sport. It's the one sport I could sit down and watch TV besides I can watch some college basketball here and there. I don't like watching baseball on TV. I'd rather be at the game. I don't really like watching hockey on TV. I'd rather be at the game. Both of those are better if you're in the building. Yeah. Um, but football, I, I just love it no matter what. So I don't know if maybe it's I'm just more excited now that there's more football now NFL is over or if it's actually just really, really good. But I have enjoyed the games that I've been able to see so far. Well, from I, what I heard, it's actually, it's run like an actual football league yes, this time. Yes, yes. Like, that was the biggest fuck-up last time. Was, yeah, it's not it like NFL gimmick, blitz. Yeah, it was gimmicky as shit yeah. last the time. The cheerleaders are not even half naked. They're supposed to be. It's crazy. Uh, but no, and it's, you're still watching? Yeah, What the fuck? What the hell's going on? But it's, it's not bad. I can't watch football all the time. Like, I get bored real easy. And I can actually sit through a whole game, or at least I'm in the background, like, go back and forth. They're, they're doing a good job. And there was another league that was here in California. Um, what was it called? They, they still have, a, 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 like, a semi-pro league here on the West Coast, but there was also the American Alliance uh, yeah, of football. Like that, but they were basically trying to be a feeder into the NFL. They fell apart. Yeah. So this is already doing way better than that. So expectations are they'll keep going. I will say, though, the uh, Alliance of American Football League, not to get off too much on the tangent, 
did have my favorite team name of all time. It was the San Diego Fleet. Uh, me being a Navy guy, I loved it. It had a big battleship as their, their nice. logo. So I absolutely loved it. You just wanted a bunch of seamen, right? I sure did. <laughs> um, okay, so Daniel says, uh, Dustin Road had a phoenix. What if Big Brother wants the throne? Remember, he said to Cody, we don't want the whole pie, just your slice. I did not catch that. That is amazing. Okay, because Dustin... I don't know if you can get Dustin and Cody to do another feud that would top their last one. Because mm-hmm. their last one was fucking great. The one that was at All In? I think it was at All In. Um, or Double or Nothing. Was it Double or Nothing? They tore the house down. That was match of the night. So if you're going to do that, these guys are going to have to top that. Which is totally doable. Mm-hmm. Absolutely doable. I mean, you have... Here's what I'm loving about AEW. You know what AEW has that WWE doesn't? Passion. It's got, I mean, you look at Moxley's promo. You look at Cody's promos. You look at the way these are booked. It's got passion for pro wrestling. As where WWE doesn't do pro wrestling. We're sports entertainment. This is what we do. This is how it's done. That kind of shit. Okay, and that's the biggest difference is these guys, the, 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 the whole thing's run by Cody Rhodes. Son of Dusty Rhodes. Yep. Was there ever, how many better minds have there been in the wrestling business than Dusty Rhodes? Cody learned straight from Dusty, which is why this is fucking great. As where WWE doesn't want to, they don't want to be old-fashioned pro wrestling. <laughs> and I think that's the biggest disconnect between the two products. I'm definitely going to go back and watch that uh, from last Wednesday and see uh, his outfit. Because that, that's a really interesting point. If it is, it's that is the, that is that storytelling where every detail, nothing is done for granted. Nothing, mm-hmm. nothing's done for, for you know for no reason. So if that was the case, that is genius. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a really good eye, Daniel, for you to call yeah, that. Yeah, that's a great catch. That, that, that's awesome, right there. I watched it twice and I missed it both times. <laughs> um, so like we said, we do have WrestleMania coming up. We're not allowed to say you know Granddaddy of them all or tell you numbers, but it's thirty six. Uh, is it? The way I know it's 36 is because I am the same age as WrestleMania. Uh, so that's how I remember it okay. every time. Uh, so, yeah, I'll be 36 March 20th. They'll be 36 uh, April 5th. So there you guys go. Um, you know the biggest thing I'm looking forward to on Mania? No Roman Reigns and Baron Corbin. Oh. Thank yeah, God. Both of them are going to be on the show, but at least they're not wrestling each other. Uh, actually, uh, an update, it's going to be Roman Reigns versus Goldberg versus Corbin. Um, oh, fuck it. If, <laughs> if Baron Corbin is a fucking referee, I will drive to Connecticut and kick Vince McMahon in the nuts <laughs> myself. Uh, but speaking of Mania, we have uh, confirmed matches so far. Lesnar versus McIntyre. White, uh, well, not Bray White. The Fiend versus John Cena. Roman Reigns versus Goldberg. Uh, Ryan Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. Shayna Baszler versus Becky Lynch. And I don't remember who Bailey is going against. Was it Lacey Evans? It sounds like, yeah, because they're, they're doing her push. Like, they've yeah. gotten really behind her. And I would like to see her get the belt, actually. Um, you cannot tell me that Rhea Ripley is not beating Charlotte Flair. They have pushed the shit out of Rhea Ripley lately. Yeah, and like, I'm, I'm curious to know, because that's a good point. Um, I know that they probably put Flair down there to kind of bring more credibility to the NXT title match, kind of... It used to be the developmental league, so it was down here, back down in Raw, up here, and now they're trying to elevate it to where they're all on the same platform, Mm -hmm. which is why I think they did the three-way at the uh, uh, Survivor Series, uh, which I'm totally fine with if they want to pull them all on even keel. So I think putting, um, what's his name, the Fiend, uh, not the Fiend, um, the hell is his name? (laughs) Balor, taking Balor back down. to do that was a good uh, thing. Putting Flair over there is another good thing to do, you know. Uh, so they don't feel like they're being demoted. They're actually bringing them all up. And, uh, yeah, I don't see her losing. Uh, but I'm curious to see if, in fact, uh, Flair does lose, if she would stay down at NXT like Balor does. I would say probably your best spot in the WWE right now is the Charlotte Flair or Finn Balor where you're still making main roster money but working NXT. Because it's not as overproduced. It's mm-hmm. getting there, but it's not as overproduced. And you can actually have good match. Finn Balor in NXT is not the same Finn Balor you see on Raw. Right. It's not. He, oh, I can't remember the cancel. There was a cancellation or something at the NXT UK show. And Finn Balor was a last-minute plug-in mm-hmm. 
oh my god, fantastic. It was yeah. a fantastic match. And so you should go out of your way to find that one because, again, this is where Finn Balor gets to be Prince Devin. It's where he gets to be his New Japan self and actually have wrestling matches. Oh, okay, here we go. So Daniel saying Jake is going to have Brody and Archer debut and attack Cody. Uh, Dustin will come out to make the save only to turn on Cody uh, for the, the, the uh, snake, Jake the Snake stable. Uh, he mentioned the dark side is coming, assuming that will be the stable name. It makes sense. Yeah, because dude, I want to know we, if this guy's a writer for them yeah, or something. Well, we this sounds good. You, uh, we haven't seen a good horseman beatdown in a while. And that would be the perfect... And, again, Cody is... He's an old-school like old school guy. So to do an uh, old-school NWA horseman beatdown like that would make perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, if Daniel's not already a writer for somebody, he should be. Because <laughs> that, that's awesome right there. I don't love the name The Dark Side. Um, the stable. Just gonna go straight to Star Wars. Mm-hmm. But if they come out of Stormtrooper outfits, I mean, I'm cool. I'm not gonna argue. <laughs> you call him the darkness and have him come out to I, I believe in a thing called love. <laughs> uh, but yeah, license of print money right there. Goddammit. Let let us know in the comments, guys, if you guys are looking forward to Mania. Obviously, it's the biggest event of the year for WWE. I'm looking forward just because I'm always a big fan of Mania. I'm just hoping it doesn't suck like the last two pay per views have. It's mania, so they're going to go all out. Uh, whether or not the mat... Oh, my God. I just realized that's going to be a five-hour pay-per-view. Oh, easily. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I work till 8.30 on Sunday, so that's going to suck. So I'm going to get home at 8.30. I'm not going to bed till 2. Fuck. That's what I did last night. I got home, watched Elimination Chamber, and I'm like, will this show fucking end already? <laughs> um, but possibly also we have the Fatal 4-Way for the uh, U.S. title. I think that'd be cool. Um, we'll see if we have Strowman uh, get a rematch of some sort. Um, who else would be a possibility on there? Uh, the women tag team titles, uh, Raw SmackDown men's tag team titles. Whatever I, happened to the Iconics? I don't, uh, they were just left to get married, and then you know broke my heart. Whatever. They just they've fell com- off. They're yeah they've completely. Fa- I forgot they weren't the women's tag team champions. <laughs> yeah, well I know it's she, been that long since I've seen them. Still the Kabuki Warriors. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Well, she, Peyton Royce had left to get married to what's his name? Uh, Perfect Ten. The hell's his name? Oh, oh God. Ty Dillinger. but he's got a new name now that he's over to the other place. Yeah. Um, but they, Dillinger? Yeah, Undillinger, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, he's oh, God. Uh, Spears. Sean Spears. There you go. So I know they had left to do their marriage and honeymoon thing, and I don't know where Billy Kay has been, but they should have been back by now. So maybe something's going on with them. I don't know. Um, Maybe they're keeping Billy Kay off TV until Peyton gets back. Could be. Because, I mean, they're a great act. Say what they're, they're, they're shit in the ring, but they're fun to watch. And fun to look at. Yeah, the, the promos are great, uh, and you really can't have one without the other. Yeah, so. yeah, very, very true. Um, of course, I'm curious to see, besides uh, Rhea Ripley, uh, Charlotte Flair, what other NXT matches might be up there. Um, they might have their, their, what's, North American belt? Right, um, with the... Um, I'm going to say Brody Lee. Um, God damn it. <laughs> Keith Lee. Keith Lee. Hey, wrong Lee. <laughs> I, mean, I know it's a Lee or something. Yeah. Who's uh, right, I don't, we'll see. I don't know if you're going to have, I'm, I would be surprised to have real, well, not surprised because they're building it up for Mania, but you always do an NXT the day before your pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. And this isn't going to be any different. They're definitely going to do a, uh, NXT uh, Tampa. Yeah. So I don't know who I don't I don't know who would pull double duty. Hmm. Were you bummed when Undisputed Era started losing their belts? I was, but only for the reason that I thought they were moving to the main roster. Okay. And you will fuck them up on the main roster. They are a great. I mean, those guys are great. A great faction. All of them are just like top notch workers. Mm-hmm. But they're all small. Yeah. And the moment you bring them over, it doesn't matter how talented they are. Vince is going to look at them and say, they're small. And then next thing you know, they're just, they're fucking three-man band. Plus one. Also, they're going to leave and come back roided up? <laughs> why hasn't Heath, Because uh, uh, he works clean. That's yeah, why. why has, uh, he works clean. I almost said Heath Ledger. <laughs> why hasn't Heath figured this out? Like, bro, go ahead and get a new body. Like, seriously. Take six months off, go get roided up. I know back. you got kids, but go out, get a new body. Come back, beat uh, uh, Brock for the title. That'd be hilarious. 
that, and they get the band back together after that. Heck yeah. Um, yeah, I, I was super disappointed when they started losing belts because I was a big fan of them. I liked seeing them have all the belts. Uh, I liked the little few that they had started with the the, the UK guys. Uh, what the heck was their name? Oh, the um, Imperium. 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 Yeah, I liked that few that they had going on. I thought that was super cool. Um, but yeah, I was just super bummed. When well, they the reason belts. the reason to put have a faction with all the belts is to take it off of them. Okay, that's the reason to have it, but. You have to build guys up mm-hmm. to take it up. Horseman had all the belts, okay? Who did you build up? You built up Sting. You built up Luger. Luger you built yeah. up the Steiners so that you have the, <laughs> you had the Horseman versus the Dudes with Attitudes, which I could not believe they, that was actually a fucking name. That's like the best name that ever. That was the fucking name. That's but, the best stable name but yeah, ever. But yeah, it was Sting, it was Luger, and it was, it was the Steiners because you have these four guys, you've built these guys up to take these down. But you've got to put the titles on the same thing with the NWO. You had Hogan. I mean, you came in and you had Hogan with the, with his title. You had Hall and Nash take the tag titles. You had uh, uh, Six take the uh, cruiserweight title. You know, I mean, it's it's been done in wrestling so many times. The only thing is in NXT, who have you built up to take these titles? You know, it's great to get these guys on top, but what are you gonna do with them now? I will say they did a pretty good job building up Keith Lee uh, as he had his feud with the other guy. Forget his name. Uh, I think he's a Russian dude. Uh, uh, Dijakovic. Yeah, that yeah. dude. Uh, and then they had him go after the belt, which I think was good, especially since um, um, what's his name was hurt, but finally came back a couple weeks ago. Um, why do I keep forgetting people's name on NXT? Tommaso? No, 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 no. Um, Bubble uh, Team Dream. Okay. Yeah, he got hurt and came back, so he's back now. Um, but we'll, we'll have to see. Uh, says, can we take a second to appreciate... Uh, I mean, uh, Le, Champion. Le Champion, Chris Jericho, uh, the way he put Mox over was incredible. I actually didn't see it yet. It is okay. Here was the biggest flaw with that, and by flaw, I mean this is a total nitpick, absolute nitpick. I thought it was too soon to take the title off of him. Really? I thought it was too soon to take the title off Jericho, but Moxley wasn't getting any hotter than he was. Mm-hmm. So in that case, yeah, take the title off, put it on Moxley, and it's perfect timing. But I didn't really – I mean, Jericho's not going anywhere. Right. You know, he's definitely a cornerstone of that. And, oh, I mean, yeah. He's still going to be around. But I just – I kind of thought it was too soon to take the title off him. But, again, it, again it's just, it's a, like I said, it's the tiniest of nitpicks. Uh, I definitely have to go back and rewatch it again. I don't watch a whole lot of AEW. Um, when we did this – when we started this show, it was mostly to focus on – WWE pay-per-views, right. so that's just basically what I watch. And for those of you that are first-time watchers, um, the, the idea behind the show that we're doing, Schedule for One Fall, is you have someone that's just a fan of um, wrestling, um, you know, WWE, um, and someone who's actually in the business, so kind of you get both viewpoints. So when I say, oh, man, this is horrible, they messed up, and then Greg tells me, no, you're retarded, this is how it's supposed to go, that's how the show works out. Guys. No, it's usually <laughs> what, what I usually end up saying is, here's what they were attempting. Here's how they fucked it up. Here's where they should have gone. And the thing is, though, like, as much as I would love to do these shows for AEW, where do we stop? Right. Because there's AEW. Ring of there's Honor. New Japan. There's Ring of Honor. There's Impact. There's uh, Micro Midget Wrestling. wrestling. <laughs> What's Micro Midget Wrestling? <laughs> That's the name, dude. They're, well, that, you can't. Like a midget because midget. midget is such a politically incorrect term. So you have to go with micro. But if you've ever... I've been around midget wrestlers. They have no problem being called midgets. They get... It's like strippers. When you call them dancers, no, I'm a stripper. You, you call a midget a little person, they're like, no, fuck you, I'm a midget. You're taking jobs away. Um, but it's, it's just like, if, to, if you're a wrestling fan now, there's so much great product out there that if we did a show for every wrestling show out there, we would get nothing done. Yeah. We would get nothing else done. Because we do have normal jobs that we have to do to pay bills. That's how we can afford to be here. (laughs) This show does not pay us. (laughs) Uh, But with that being said, you guys, that's going to wrap it up for us. We know we have uh, Raw starting in about 45 minutes for those of you that get it at 5 p.m. here on the West Coast. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to WrestleMania. WrestleMania 36. Mania never disappoints. I mean, there's there's obviously been better ones than others. But Mania always delivers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going next year, right? It's in Hollywood next year. I can afford a $1,500 nosebleed seat. Absolutely. Let's do it. Hollywood is... is that, that's... It, yeah. It's, not it's in Inglewood. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's be honest. I've, I've, I've been to the... I was at the... Um, 
the, what was the Coliseum? Yeah. In Inglewood? It's either the Coliseum or the Forum. One forum. Of the the forum. Forum. I went to the Forum last year for OzFest. And the stadium is being built right across the street from the Forum. And I'm sitting there and just, what the fuck are they building here? I totally forgot we have a football team. Two of I, them. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. I totally oh forgot God. we had a football team. And I went, it wasn't, again, it was New Year's Eve. I was drunk. And then as I'm leaving, walking across the street with the other fucking 10,000 drunk dipshits leaving OzFest, I went, oh, <laughs> that's what it is. Foosball. New, new, new XFL stadium. All right. Never yeah. Football's the work of the devil. Work of the devil. <laughs> uh, but that's going to do it for us, you guys. Hopefully you enjoyed the show. Thank you guys for tuning and watching. Thank you for all the fantastic comments. I am definitely going to go back and check out uh, uh, that Dustin Rhodes outfit, see if I can catch that Phoenix on it. I think uh, I still so, have that show on my DVR. So, uh, yeah, Daniel, thank you for that. Uh, for me, you can catch me on the other show that I do, uh, The Bakersfield Gentleman, if you want to know anything about whiskey or cigars. I know way more about whiskey and cigars than I do about professional wrestling, guys. So uh, you can catch me on that. On our other channel. I know more about whiskey. Cigars <laughs> is all you. Uh, whiskey or wrestling, it's kind of a toss-up. Uh, so, Greg, any, any dates coming up? Of course not. Uh, <laughs> I have, okay, again, you can catch me, Ninja Nerd Warrior Podcast. Um, Ninja Nerd Warrior, you can catch me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, my podcast is pretty much anywhere that um, you can get your favorite podcast from. If you want to catch the audio from this show, because I don't plan on recording anything new this weekend, I'm just going to post this. Um, yeah, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you can catch me. Awesome. Uh, stand up. Uh, we have the, oh God, I got to go run down the whole lineup again. Um, well, it sucks as my work schedule changed, so I, I have to like, I don't know, what shows can I make it to? Anyway, uh, in the Bakersfield area, you have Room 82, Sundays at 6.30, hosted by Jessica De La Garza. Monday, you have the Great Change Brewery, hosted by uh, Kurt Sieblum. Tuesday, you have two. We have Club Quip, uh, hosted by Eddie Molina at 7. And then 8.30, you have Jerry's Pizza, hosted by Curtis Taylor III. Awesome guy. And then Wednesday, we have Tembler, hosted by Chris Flail, also 7 o'clock. I believe they're starting a, a second. Club Quip is starting a second one on Thursdays, but I will confirm that one for next time. Awesome. Okay. All right, guys. Thank you guys so much for watching, and we will catch you uh, Monday following WrestleMania April 6th. All right, everybody, thanks for giving me time to take care of that. I hope you enjoyed the show today, and if you'd like to follow me, I am the Ninja Nerd Warrior. You can find me on all forms of social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and you can also find this podcast anywhere you get your favorite podcasts from, whether it be Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you can find me anywhere. If you would like to come out and check out the stand-up comedy scene, if you are in the Tulare, California area, you can come out to Barmageddon Sunday night, 9.30. That is hosted by Phil G. Uh, if you're in the Bakersfield, California area, Sunday, 6.30, Room 82, hosted by Jessica De La Garza. That is 7 o'clock. Monday, we have the Great Change Brewery, hosted by Kurt Sieblum, also 7 o'clock. Tuesday, we got back-to-back -back shows at Club Quip, hosted by Eddie Molina at 7 o'clock. We have uh, Jerry's Pizza at 8.30, hosted by Curtis Taylor III. Wednesday night, we have uh, Tembler Brewing Company, uh, hosted by Chris Flail. That is 7 o'clock. And Thursday, we are back at Club Quip, 7 o'clock, hosted by Austin Beauvais. So, um, yeah, come out and check out some of the Bakersfield's greatest comics. Uh, it's, a, it's a fucking blast, folks. So come on out and check us out. And with that, I am going to go ahead and say goodnight, and I will talk to you guys later. Bye-bye.